Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes, and we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. But since I've started the job, I can't help but compare everything to my previous role and find myself feeling disappointed and really missing the fantastic team, culture. Hey everyone and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name's Emma and I'm a radio journalist who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional and together we're excited to give you guys all the tips, tricks and behind the scenes knowledge to help you in your career. Hey Em and welcome back everyone. Em, tell me who are we shouting out from the archives of our DMs today? Today a big shout out goes to Emily. She said Emma and Sarah exclamation points. <laughs> Thank you so much for making your podcast. I'm currently in the process of changing industries and I recently had an interview. I listened to your episode about preparing for interviews three times before I went in for mine. Wait for it. I was a little worried that I would start talking in an Aussie <laughs> accent during it after listening to so many episodes. Oh my god, where's she from? She doesn't say, I'll have to ask her. That's amazing. But she does have a bit of a question too. She says, I've currently been emailing with another job that I really want to get, but it kind of makes me wonder, am I doing the emailing right? Is there an episode about communicating professionally via email and text with job prospects? Thanks again for all the helpful info you guys share. I love it. What's your initial reaction to that? question. I love that. I think the way that I would go about that is to take their lead on the way that they communicate with you. So if they're texting you and they're being really casual, then you can be really casual as well. If they're emailing you and they're being really formal, then you should kind of respond that same way as well. Other than that, just don't overthink it. Treat it like you would in your current job. That was going to be my recommendation. You're probably overthinking it. I'm sure if you're an interview boss listener, you're a smart queen who knows how to email. And just, yeah, do it like you were emailing a client or an external stakeholder and you were in your job. Like, I guess sometimes with that, same rules apply. It kind of depends on how well you know the person. So your first email might be a bit more stiff and, you know, thank you very much, kind regards. And the next one, you know, do you mind if we reschedule? I've had something come up. Yep. No worries. You know, like you might start to get a little bit more informal as you go. Great. So this week's episode is going to be about what to do when your new job sucks. Here at Interview Boss, we're all about helping you land that job. But sometimes you land the job and then you get in it and you're like, hang on. I've made a terrible mistake. It's not what I thought it was going to be. And so this episode actually came from a listener who wrote into us. We'll read it out what she said. 
And that's a reminder that if you want us to do an episode on your situation or topic, just DM us. We will literally do it. Yeah, particularly if like it's something that we haven't considered or we didn't realise is a challenge. That emailing one, I think even though our feedback is, you know, you're overthinking it, I think we could probably do a topic on that, particularly with texting and things like that, how to call, you know. Yep. Yep, definitely. So thanks to Jessica for sending this in. She says, I listened to your podcast when preparing for interviews after becoming dissatisfied with the financial growth opportunities at the company I was at. Although I love the job itself and the people were fantastic. I think this is such a common thing. Hey, after turning down multiple job offers, I thought I'd found the perfect job and took the plunge with a 30% salary increase. Okay, bestie, get it. They were really underpaying you in your last one. Yeah, but since I've started the job, I can't help but compare everything to my previous role and find myself feeling disappointed and really missing the fantastic team, culture, organizational prowess. My manager is fairly hands-off scatterbrained, we've all been there, and not very good at the interpersonal communication side of things, i.e. he doesn't actually know how to manage people, which is a big part of the problem. What do you do when you're not happy at the job you decided on? How long do you stick it out until you start looking around again? And is there anything you can do to improve your situation? If you do start looking again, how do you explain the short stint or do you just leave it out entirely? I'm sensing a lot of panic, Jessica. I can feel your panic through the phone. That's a lot of questions back to back. And that normally happens when you're like, I don't know how to do anything. What do I do? It's a bad situation. And she's asked great questions, particularly that thing about sticking it out because I feel like all of our parents out there come on stick it out that's just a token (laughs) advice oh you've only been there for a week all new jobs are hard she's so right at what point are you like okay it's not just a new job I hate it such good questions and we're going to go through each part of it so one of the first things she asked was how to change your situation and I really like that she asked that because I don't think that you necessarily need to look at things and go oh this sucks it is what it is it's never going to change I'll leave what can you do about it I think overall what you're trying to really do with you know thinking about changing your situation is working out if the challenges that you're facing temporary and maybe it's like you know the team culture and things like that or it's a certain person that you're dealing with that you're having trouble with or you're not getting enough direction from your manager or is it permanent like it's you know 90% of your role and you just made the wrong choice and you hate your actual job which is not necessarily going to change so yeah that's what we're trying to do here with looking at how to change our situation so to answer that things she can do talk to her manager even if this is the manager in question that's kind of shitty and say, hey, your shittiness is ruining the vibe. No, I think it's what do you need? What do you need from that manager? What are you not getting at the moment? It's kind of hard to work out exactly what the challenges are that she's going through, but she kind of says that he's a bit hands-off and scatterbrained, right? So that might mean she's not getting enough direction for tasks that she needs to work on. Maybe she could ask for more frequent catch-ups or maybe him giving instructions in email or, again, just ask for what you need to get stuff done if he's not organised enough and say, hey, you know, it's really hard for me to get things done when you keep forgetting about these deadlines because I need to hear back from you until I can do my work, all that kind of stuff. So giving very constructive feedback, I think, and asking for, hey, this is what I need is a good one. As well, if it's, you know, the other part of her talking about her manager was he's not good at the kind of interpersonal communication side of things. So he can't manage people. So maybe there's someone else in the team or others in the team who she can't get answers from and he won't manage them and, you know, these kinds of things going on with team dynamics. That's what it kind of maybe sounds like. Again, I would say, look, I'm really struggling dealing with XYZ. You know, I find that I can't get 
this done without your help. So is there any way that you could step in? What's the best way for me to get your attention or get your assistance? Do I copy you into an email? Do I sit down with you one-on-one? I think having a conversation with your manager about here's what I need from you and see what they do with that as well. If his reaction is terrible and it gets worse or he freezes you out or something, well, then you've got your answer. You're going to have more information. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if he's like really receptive and trying to change and make some small tweaks, maybe you can think, okay, well, maybe if I keep giving that kind of feedback, we can get to a better place. You can also just be the change you want to see. This is inspirational. But if the culture is lacking, start the culture. Hey, besties, let's all go out for lunch on Friday. I've booked a place. Let me know. Completely. I am currently being the change that I want to see um, in my current role. And I think you can do little things. You're like, okay, I'm the person that's bought a box of chocolates to sit on my desk and everyone in the office is coming over and chatting and asking for a chocolate. Like those kinds of tweaks and things that you can do. Again, look, we say this a lot, but like you shouldn't have to. You really shouldn't. But if you want to be happier and this is something that you are really missing, you know, can you create that? This is me every year when it comes time to put in the registration for our team sport that I play and I hate it. I hate it and I wish someone else would do it, but it's not going to happen unless I do it. As annoying as that is, everyone else is hopeless. So I do it because I want to play and I want to enjoy it. So I just do it and I be quiet and I get it done. And you're kind of like, are you cutting off your nose to spite your face? If you're like, well, I shouldn't have to and you know, I don't want to, someone else can. Yeah, because then I'm going to miss out. I'm not going to play. Exactly. Right. So totally get it try and get other people involved. The other thing I thought here is like, is there someone in another team that you can kind of become friends with? I find like when you have a work friend, things just suddenly change. Life's good. Yeah. Yeah. And that might not be in your current team or you're with your immediate manager or something, but is there someone in a different area that you can kind of have a chat to every now and then about work and you know, compare notes and things like that. It can make things easier. And if you can't have really productive chats with your manager, get advice somewhere else internally. Is there another manager that's not your direct manager or their manager or just another employee that has worked with this guy for 10 years and they go, oh, that's how he is. Good luck. Or they might say, oh, yeah, just tell him he's a bit dopey, but he means well and (laughs) and he'll really try his best, you know? (laughs) Can you imagine if someone was talking about you and they called you a bit dopey? (laughs) Look, some people are. (laughs) It is what it is. I'd be horrified. (laughs) She's a bit useless. No, dopey doesn't mean useless to me. It just means like a little bit slow and it takes them a second, but then they're like, oh, of course. Like to me, it's like a harmless, like being dopey is harmless. You're not actually annoying. You're just, it's just, you know, it might be a bit insulting. Yeah. Okay. I get it. But still, I would be horrified. (laughs) I'm the opposite of that. (laughs) Yeah. Alert. Stimulated. Yeah. Find out if the challenges are temporary or permanent. Yeah. That's what you're trying to get from that. And look, what we've just talked about, some of those things require a bit of effort. And look, I'm not saying you have to do all these things in order to go. I just think if you're still trying to work out and a bit conflicted, try some of those things and see what feedback you get. If everyone's like refuses to do anything, you know, they hated the idea that you had of doing the Zoom trivia, nobody wanted to go for lunch with you, nobody wanted to get a coffee and you're like really trying, that gives you information. Yeah. 
the people are stuck in their ways. Get out of there. So Jessica's next question was, do you stay or go? How do you know what to do? Yeah. Do you stick it out? Yeah. So this is the voice of our mums being like, oh, you've just started. See how you feel in a year. No, wrong advice. <laughs> well, I'm going to contradict what you do. I know. Stick it out <laughs> to a reasonable degree. Yes, I think six months, three months. But like if it's nothing's changed and it's miserable in a year, like – I just think that's a waste of time. Yeah, no, you do not need to stick it out. You don't. But here's what I will say. New jobs are hard, particularly if you've come from somewhere that you've been for a couple of years. You get to a very comfortable place where things are easy. You know everyone. It just all works. That's me at the moment, starting only now after almost a year. Am I really starting to feel fast, like it's easy, like oh, I can kind of not cruise. I work very hard, but things come easier. Not every single thing requires effort. Yes, yes, yes. You don't get to that for quite a while, but you start seeing little bits of that in a couple of months, but it's not a couple of weeks. It's a couple of months. It's like three months. You're first starting to be like, okay, I remembered something without having to look it up again. So just give yourself a bit of grace with that and work out, you know, is some of this just the fact that it's a new job and things are hard? And keep your eyes out and ears out and brain out for signs of change. How has it gone after you've started asking people out for coffee? Are people now asking you out for coffee? Has the manager said the things he's going to do? Is it productive? It could just be the company's in a bit of a slump. Everyone's over it, you know, we're a bit burnt out. And is there like a project that's on at the moment or have you started in a finance team at month end and it's obviously chaos? And the budget's just gone up, yeah. Yeah, and then once that's finished, okay, things start to get a little bit better after that. And also importantly, consider the impact it's having on you. If you're just like a bit, you know, look, I'm not loving it, but it's fine. That's one thing compared to this is sucking the life out of me. Yeah. And I think part of this goes back to this whole quiet quitting concept that we talked about and how the caption on that video from the original creator was, this only really works if you can tolerate your job. And I think that's kind of the message here too, is like, can you look for signs of change and things? All of that is only if you can tolerate it. If the impact it's having on you is draining and awful and you're absolutely miserable, it's not worth it. It's too expensive for your health and well-being. The other thing I think here is like consider the impact it's having on your performance as well. Are you hating the job and therefore not very good at it as well? Because I think that can happen too when you're really not into it. You don't care. Yeah. And you like make mistakes and can't remember things. Like you look at the clock and it's only been 10 minutes since you last checked. Hate that feeling. Yep. And when you're in a job that you're enjoying, that doesn't happen. If anyone needs to hear that, you don't have that feeling. You might every now and then when you're having a bad day or whatever, but it doesn't happen every day. And I think you can do better than that if that's what you're experiencing. The last thing I think, consider the impact it's having on you. Negativity is something I want to talk about here. If you're comparing every single thing, I think we've talked about, you know, when you're new and you're starting in a new job, you don't want to be that person who's like, well, at my old company... <laughs> And just constantly comparing. Comparison is the thief of joy. Is that the saying? It is. Absolutely. While it's fair to, you know, recognize the parts of old jobs that you really loved, you don't want to be chronically comparing every single thing because it's not that job. It's a different company. It's different people. I've had a team member before that I was dealing with who ultimately chose to leave, which I think was the right choice. But very early on, they identified that the job just wasn't they weren't loving it, right? But instead of saying, hey, 
this job's not the right job for me. They decided to point out all of the little things that they hated about the job that weren't as good as their last job. I want to work with a MacBook. This stupid PC is horrible. The office is so boring. There's no color. There's no fun things to do. We don't have any office drinks or anything. There was a lot. It basically turned into a rant. And it sounds like this person would never be able to be pleased because they're not working at their old job. Another thing maybe to keep in mind, you left for a reason. That was literally our next point. And so just to finish off the negativity, just be aware of that. If you're comparing all the little things, what is it that's actually upsetting you? Is it the big stuff? You don't want to turn into a negative person. I'd prefer for you to just get out of there, even with nothing to go to, than be that person that is just getting a bit toxic. The Eeyore of the office. Yeah. In terms of like, yeah, you left for a reason. I love that you made that point. The note that I've got here is what did you want out of this job? Why did you take it in the first place? So with Jessica, she's getting paid more. So can you go, cool, I'm going to do three months and I'm going to save X amount of dollars and then I'm going to get out. You know, if that's something that works for you and your goals, is that something that you can do? Did you want career progression and exposure to maybe you'd never dealt with a certain part of your role and you'd never got to deal directly with clients or something like that? And you're getting that in this role, but everything else kind of sucks. In that case, I would say if that experience is going to help you get the next better job, can you relook at this and go, hey, I thought I was going to be here a while. That's now off the table because I think there's some red flags. But can you get that experience in six months, you know, and then you've ticked that box on your resume. You can talk about that in your next job. If you're only there like two months, it's probably not going to be enough to say, hey, yeah, I've done that. Can you stretch it to a time where you go, great, I've now got experience in that thing and I will be able to use that. Job Hunters, big news. Our all new course, Interview Academy, is live and ready to transform your interview game. It's all the strategies from Sarah's one on one coaching, but without the limited time slots. Yep, it takes you step by step by step through crafting your career story, coming up with your awesome best bits, and all the practice you need. And guess what? It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview dash academy. It's linked in the show notes below. And if you are leaning toward I should leave, make sure you know what the new role needs to have for you as a non-negotiable. No job is perfect, but it's about picking what's the most important. So it seems like Jessica picked pay as something that was quite important. And after this experience, she might be going, hang on, it's important to me, but not above culture because it's a shift in value. So just sit with it. Do some priority thinking. And it's not always a permanent thing of what's a priority to you. Sometimes you can go through seasons of your life where you're like, you know what, stuff the culture. I want the money now for the next couple of years. And then after that, I could go somewhere nice again when I don't need to save, whatever that looks like. So early in your career, I think often getting more experience is better than getting more money. Depends on what phase of your life you're in. So if you have heard all of that and you've decided to leave, you've done all those things. If you don't see any improvements with the above, like we've just talked about, start looking. Yeah. Don't stick it out. Get out of there. If you've 
tried it, thought about it, reflected, and you want to go, get out. And thinking back, back to this critical thinking, were there any red flags in the process for this job? Or how could you sort of avoid this? Like, was there something that you didn't ask about that you next time you really know to ask about the culture and get a vibe for it? Yeah. And look, I'm not saying this as like, it was your fault because you didn't ask a certain question. Sometimes you just can't tell until you're actually in the job. But I think it's a good thing to think about. What do you want to change for next time? And another thing to consider, is your old job available? Now, we have a whole episode on going back to an ex, an ex job. Go and listen to that. Once you've done that, come back here. The episode speaks for itself. But hypothetically, (laughs) if the job is still available, can you do a shameful call with your tail between your legs and say, "Hmm, can I come back? Yes. We talk about the pros and cons in that episode. Of course you can. I think it's important to reflect on the reasons you left and whether that's going to change or not. Yes. In Jessica's situation, look, Jess, can I call you Jess? I'm not going to tell you what to do, but this is just the vibe I get, right? I think new job because in your scenario, while you miss the parts of your old job, you left for a reason, a big reason, because you had a 30% pay increase. So that tells me that the pay was like substantially less than what you could or should be getting. So for me, I'm like, nah, new job, new job, and just take the lessons from this job and, you know, higher pay from your old job. This scenario, don't go back. I think Jess can get both. That's what I think. And I'm manifesting both for her, like the great culture and the higher pay. Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with having a short stint on your resume. We talk about this all the time for, say, you know, mums returning back to work, people who took two years off to go traveling, people who were just burnt out. Whatever it is, just say it and talk about it and acknowledge it early on. There is nothing wrong with it. Recruiters aren't psychos who think that people are never allowed to have any gaps. Look, I'm going to be honest. If I saw your resume pop up for a job that you'd applied for and it showed you'd been there in your current role for two months, I'd be like, ooh, but as soon as I speak to you or read your cover letter or whatever, that's going away. I'm not not calling you just because of that. It's a flag for me to be like, why is she looking to leave? Find out. Exactly. Yeah. And acknowledging it could be something like this. So I started at X company looking for career progression. And whilst I've really enjoyed the increase in responsibility, unfortunately, I'm really missing XYZ. This could be, you know, having a mentor, an inclusive culture, give the genuine reasons of what you're missing. And I've decided it's not somewhere I can see myself long term. Boom. No questions asked. Yes. I was thinking about this before, Em, and I was like, I love this idea of being open and transparent. I want you to imagine that you're the interviewer and you're interviewing me and I'm leaving a job after two months, so eight weeks. That's like really, really short, right? Imagine that I said this. Look, I'm going to be honest, Emma, I took this job that I'm currently in for the money and I think that that was a big mistake. I really missed the team culture. I don't think I asked enough questions about that and I've really realised that that's way more important to me and that's why I was really attracted to your ad because of the way that you talk about your team and how you treat your customers. Wow. At first, I didn't like it. I thought that you were just like, I'm all about the money. And I'm like, oh, don't admit that. But the way that you explained it, I love you. I'm like, oh, what a great girl. What an epiphany. She's so right. Culture is way better than the money. She genuinely wants to be here because of who we are. I love you for that. Yeah. You know, it's an uncomfortable topic, but the fact that I've said, here's what I did, honestly, and here's what I've learned from it, That's essentially the formula, I think, for talking about things that you find uncomfortable. Wow. We're just going to leave this episode right there because that just, that was powerful. (laughs) 
Two last things to keep in mind. Little tidbits. Don't leave on bad terms. We have more episodes about that. We don't burn bridges here at Interview Boss. And if you're a listener, you don't burn bridges either. Because you could be like Jessica and you want to go back to your old job. So don't leave in a hurry and say, (laughs) fuck this place. You guys didn't pay me good enough because you never know what's going to happen. And be careful about the next move. Don't fall into the trap of the grass is always greener. Think about it. Yes. And I think particularly after you've had a short stint, there's nothing wrong with having one on your resume, having a couple. But if you have a few in a row, it's going to start looking like a pattern and it's going to be much harder for you to explain. Oh, well, there was this and then there was this and then there was this. It sounds like there's an excuse for everything. So I would be a little bit more careful about this next choice. Boom. There you have it. There is what to do when your new job sucks. Shout out to Jessica. I hope that helped. Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you like hearing the sound of our voices, hit that follow button in Apple or Spotify, or better yet, tell someone else about the show. That's how we can hit the charts so we can help even more people. For more advice, inspiration, and a supportive community, check us out on Instagram at Interview Boss. We've been your job search besties and helped you in some way. There's a cool way you can support the show. Shout us a virtual coffee. We get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories. Head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa. If you keep us caffeinated, we can keep the content coming.